I remember in kindergarten we were all coloring, and my art teacher, Mrs. Orts, she told me I needed to color inside the lines in my coloring book. Why? I asked. That's what we're learning today, she said. Today, we're learning to color inside the lines. But what happens when you get a good grade on something that doesn't have a right or wrong answer? What happens when we start grading creativity itself? Hey, what's up? This is Culture Hustlers, where we talk with artists, performers, writers, designers, and makers, and ask, how do you make a living? I'm your host, Lucas Spivey, a BFA MBA, chasing down different creators who've created a full hustle business, and we use their stories as case studies in our business school for creators. Applications are due August 5th. Go to culturehustlers.com to find out more. So this is a very special episode of Culture Hustlers called The Miseducation of Creators, How Good Grades Can Fuck Up Your Life. This episode could very easily be called The Miseducation of Lucas Spivey or The Miseducation of You. This isn't just my story or your story. It's the every story of what it's like to be a creator and struggle and then smell the bullshit and have to reject almost everything we've been taught and instead make up our own minds about how we want to live our life. So today in this podcast, we're going to talk about school, how school can teach us things that aren't true, how school can teach us things that aren't helpful. And so today, class, we're going to unlearn a lot and it's going to burn. So pause this podcast when you need to play it slow, write down notes, whatever you need to do to really soak up what I'm about to say. Good grades can fuck up your creative life. Why is it that a lot of creators are in worse shape after they get out of school? Let me repeat that. Why is it that a creative person could spend years or decades of their life learning and be in worse shape afterwards? This is not an easy question and it does not have an easy answer, but here's my best summary. Most schools disincentivize true creativity through grades. A grade is a measure of how you got something right or wrong. A's, B's, C's, D's, F's, but what happens when you get a good grade on something that doesn't have a right or wrong answer? What happens when we start grading creativity itself? When I was a kid, I got really bad grades. My mom was like, why are you failing? You're so smart. A closer look revealed that I was doing all the assignments and I was even getting the right answers, but I wasn't turning in the assignments. They just sat in my backpack. My mom was absolutely baffled. Why, she asked, why? If you did all this work, why not turn it in? Because mom, like, I already know the answers, so like, why do I have to prove that I know the answers? As kids, we are used to not being graded. And if you tell a kid something, they often question you on it. They say, why? Why is that wrong? Why is that right? I remember in kindergarten, we were all coloring, and my art teacher, Mrs. Orts, she told me I needed to color inside the lines in my coloring book. Why, I asked. That's what we're learning today, she said. Today, we're learning to color inside the lines.
So I learned to color inside the lines just like every other kid and we all took home the same colored page and our parents hung it on the fridge. Look how my kid colored inside the lines. Good job, gold star, A plus. Because we do go to school and we do get graded because we're being prepared for the real world. But what does art have to do with the real world as it is? If we get a good grade for coloring inside the lines, as creators, what exactly does that prepare us for? What does it motivate us to do? So here I am, as a kid, day after day, complaining about grades and rules and everything about school, all the way through high school, always saying to my mom, why do I have to learn like this? Why can't I learn like I want to learn? And my mom was pretty sick of my complaining, and she said to me something that changed my life, and I've never forgotten it. She said, well, if you can do it better, why don't you become a teacher and change it? mic drop mom <laughs> that is that is the call to make a difference in the world if you don't like it change it and I think we can all relate to this feeling moms dads mentors there are people in our lives who believe in our ability to make a difference or at least they're tired of our whining so I decided I'm gonna make a difference and in order to do that I needed to get my GPA up so I got those good grades I graduated high school so I could go to art school, so I could get that BFA. And the next step was a teaching certificate so that I could step back in the classroom and change the way we teach. At least that's the path I thought I had to take. So here I am in a BFA program and I could never seem to do it right. The professor always drew attention to this one girl's drawings, how fantastic her drawings were, how everyone should see how she does it. This is how I want you to do it, just like her. And this teacher always called me out for doing it wrong, 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 wrong. And I wasn't the only one who noticed this. I, I remember after class, this one dude came up and he said, hey man, I think your drawings are amazing. I don't know why the professor's always picking on you. Well, my grades are suffering. This is kind of a reoccurring theme here. And it got to the point that I went to my professor's office hours. Because in my mind, I'm thinking there must be something I'm doing wrong. So I scheduled the appointment and I asked her, what is it that I need to do differently? The professor took me around her office and she showed me her drawings, her sketches, her paintings. They were incredibly beautiful. But you know what? I noticed they looked exactly like that girl's drawings from the class. So you're saying drawings are only good if they look just like the professor's. And I heard my kindergarten teacher's voice again, Mrs. Ortz. Today we're learning to color inside the lines. This is super common in schools, no matter what kinds of things they're teaching. Music, filmmaking, writing, fashion, theater, culinary schools, even business schools. We learn what's been done, we repeat it, get it right, get an A. But getting it wrong was actually the best thing that happened to me. I'm so incredibly glad that I stuck to my own unique way of doing things. And this is a warning to those of you who are that girl whose drawings were praised, or maybe you wish you could be that girl who is praised for being just like the teacher. That good grade could be the end of your creative life.
I'm friends with that girl today. That girl went on to draw just like her professor. That girl went on to get an MFA just like her professor. And she tried to sell her work just like her professor to the same people that her professor was trying to sell her work to. And she couldn't make enough money doing it, mostly because the world already had someone making work like that. And it was someone who'd been in the game longer. And now she teaches in a college just like her professor did. If artists are supposed to create, why are we teaching them to do what's already been done? Because the biggest cost isn't the tuition. The biggest cost is that you might be taught to color inside the lines. You might be taught to start following someone else's path instead of claiming your own. There's actually a scandal happening in art schools right now. And this scandal is straight from the mouth of an art school president. A few years ago, I was looking for a PhD program. I wanted to find a program that could teach business to creators. And I needed a letter of reference to get into that PhD program. So who better to give that letter than an art school president, right? Except he didn't want to write the letter. We met for lunch so I could explain why I needed his help. He said, okay, Lucas, I'll write this letter of recommendation, but I don't think it's going to do any good. Why, I asked. I, I need a PhD in order to get a faculty position teaching this. Lucas, he said, art schools are trying to teach business. We're really trying, but we can't. No matter how much the students ask for it, no matter how much the parents ask for it, no matter how much the administration wants it, we can't get the faculty to teach it. But you're the president, I said. Just tell them to teach what the students want to be taught. I can tell them, he said, but first of all, I can't force them to. As an accredited institution, all curriculum decisions must be made by faculty. Not me, not the board, not even the students. The faculty decide what they teach and what they don't want to teach. And they want to teach techniques and concepts, but they definitely don't want to talk about business or money or marketing or legal or intellectual property or finance or any of that. But then he said something that made me scrap my PhD plans forever. He said, they can't be persuaded. I've tried. It's a religious battle at this point. Religious. I've never forgotten that he used that word. Religious. A deeply held belief. Religious. A view of the world that if it were to change, would absolutely upend everything that had been taught to you. Teaching business to creators would be like losing your religion. At some point, the faculty had been taught somewhere that you don't teach that. We hear this everywhere, that artists are bad at business, that you can't teach them to be profitable if you tried, that there's only two paths, the starving artist or the sellout. In fact, if we saw an artist who was making money, well then, we'd say they're not an artist. They must be a sellout. An artist who makes money? That would be like coloring outside the lines. And if a school taught artists that they should make money, then that would definitely be coloring outside the lines. But when I hear words like, you can't, all I can think is, what if we could? Because we can create a new kind of school. We don't have an obligation to do things like they've been done before. As creators, if we need a different type of school, 
then let's build it the way we want it to be. Here's a couple suggestions. Maybe we don't need professors. Maybe we need mentors. And if white wall drop ceiling classrooms with podiums are boring, then let's not have walls at all. And if tuition is too expensive, then let's make it cheaper. Maybe we shouldn't be paying tuition in order to earn college credit as an unpaid intern. Maybe we need an apprenticeship model instead. Maybe we don't need student loans. Maybe we need business loans. We don't need a four-year degree to get started. We need to get started today so that in four years, we are making a living. And if grades give us literally no edge in our creative life whatsoever, if grades actually disincentivize creativity, then I say no grades. Fuck grades. Because when it comes down to how you are going to do this, how you are going to walk your unique path, no one's ever done it before. So how could they grade you? This is your path. It's the path of an artist, of an entrepreneur, of a trailblazer. You can't copy another creator's path, but their stories can illuminate your next steps. That's why we built Culture Hustlers as a business school the way it is, because it pushes out all the bullshit you were taught so you have room to be your unique, authentic, creative self. It's a school that is flexible. It changes for each individual. It incentivizes free thinking. It rewards mistakes because in the end, you have to color outside the lines if you're gonna find the right path for you. If this podcast resonated with you, I want you to check out the Culture Hustlers Business School for Creators. It is a business model course taught through a year of stories and experiences. Each month, we cover one of the 12 parts of a business model through one-on-ones, tutorials, road trips, podcasts, movie nights, potlucks, webinars, and so much more. Applications are due August 5th. Scholarships and work-study applications are due July 29th. Our first cohort is just $1,800 for the year. That's only 1% of what a BFA costs. And, but wait, there's more. We offer a money-back guarantee, something no school has ever offered. If Culture Hustlers doesn't pay for itself in a year, we refund the difference. I've offered this promise for years, and no one has ever been left behind. Check it out at culturehustlers.com. You can follow our stories on Facebook and Instagram at Culture Hustlers or our docu-shorts on YouTube. Our theme is by the very talented Mr. Otis McDonald, and our sound design is by Sajeda Domino and Jason Shaw. If you like this podcast about rejecting what we've been told, then I want you to check out The Constant Podcast, where Mark Chrysler gives us a history of getting things wrong. Check out his latest episode called The Right Stuff, The Wrong Way. And this is Lucas Bivey wishing you lots of love and lots of bad grades. Hub and Spoke. Audio Collective.